It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. On your Monday episode of Locked on Raptors, it is our biggest episode of the year. It's the beginning of the sixth annual Locked on Raptors over-unders and props spectacular with Vivek Jacob and Sahal Abdi here to compete with me for props and over-under glory once again. We've got two parts worth of this episode. So the part one will go today, part two tomorrow as we dig into some over-unders and props for the upcoming Toronto Raptors season as Vivek Jacob looks for his fifth title in six years and i look for my first win ever i hate this if i don't win this year i might retire the concept for good either way part one coming up on today's show thanks so much for hanging oh like because when i shot i expected to make it so like i don't shoot kind of this you are locked on raptors part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What's going on? Welcome to episode number 1261 of Locked On Raptors for Monday, October the 17th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors for going on nine seasons now for various platforms. Uh, and you can follow Post Touches, my brand new Substack, for free. Or you can pay some money, too, if you like to do that. Uh, that's where you can find my work. You can also find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. You can follow, subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast for free on all your favorite podcast apps. And we are on YouTube. If you want to see the video version of the show each day, just go to YouTube. 
YouTube, search up Locked On Raptors, hit the big red subscribe button, and you are forever one of my best friends. All right, on today's show. Speaking of good pals, Vivek Jacobs, Sahal Abdi are here for the sixth straight year. I don't know. This is crazy. We're so deep into this. We're so old. We're wizened. We've aged. I get to win this damn thing once in the last six years, but we're doing it yeah. again. It's the Locked On Raptors annual over-unders and props spectacular. 18 questions once again, nine today, nine tomorrow, as we try to predict the Raptors season through the majesty of over-unders and compete with one another in the process. Big V, Sahal, are you guys ready? Are you like, is there, what are the feelings coming into this year? Big V, I'll go to you first as the reigning champion, the four-time champion of this exercise. I don't know if we're going to have to test your pee or something. You might be doing the roids and getting all the success out of it. Who's to say? But uh, how are you feeling coming in, the defending champion of the over-unders and prop spectacular? I feel great, other than, you know, some jet yeah, lag. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's about 11 p.m. in India right now and uh, got back yesterday so uh feeling that a little bit but other than that i feel great man i'm ready for uh title number five Ugh. so hall you have won this one time which is one more than i have which makes me angry uh how are you feeling coming in to this year's over unders and props um i'm feeling like the cleveland cavaliers in the in the mid 2010s um and this guy unfortunately <laughs> he overhears the warriors so um yeah it hurts it hurts you know i didn't even really absorb it and take it all in that he's won this four times um mm. but uh you know there's there's absolutely no way i'm allowing five there's just there's that's that's too far i can't allow that <laughs> yeah i might have to like cheat in order to you know tailor he's this start, i think i tried to do like that this. last year yeah <laughs> god these nah, let's just start to get this over with shall we uh this is gonna end poorly probably for me at least all right let's get into it part one we have nine questions on tap for today part one is usually sort of player based we'll do individual player over unders we'll do you know either ors between two guys and then at the uh, part two is typically a little bit more sort of big picture stuff over the course of the season end of season awards totals wins and all that stuff so let's dive into our player themed props and over unders and we'll do it with a rite of passage with the best player on the team having this question associated with them pascal siakam Points plus rebounds plus assists per game. I have set the over-under for this at 36.5. Last season, the number came in at around 36.6. So we're right here in that range. I will put it to you, Vivek Jacob first, the defending champion to make the first claim selection. I don't even a pick here. You're just saying whether you're picking over or under. 36.5 points plus rebounds plus assists per game for two-time All-NBA player Pascal Siakam. What you got? I'm gonna go with the with the over. I, I over, think all right. In for another big season. I think that, uh, you know, when he said uh, I want to be a top five player in the league, I didn't take that in the literal sense. I took it more in just being in that category of player, right? Sure. And if you really were to break it down in terms of franchise players, um, there's probably eight, nine, ten, maybe guys that you would put in that category. And it's like, hey, can Pascal level up to that? I think he's going to come close. I think what he did over the final couple of months of last season, pretty much after the All-Star break and went on that tear, I think if you were to look at those numbers, uh, you know, that would put him above the 36 and a half. So I'm, I'm rolling with Pascal on the over in this one. 
I am with you as well. I'm going to take the over here with Pascal. I think he is primed for a, a massive year where everything is going to be easier for him. I think the assist numbers are going to be there. I think the scoring is probably going to come on all in a little bit more as the three-point shooting hopefully kind of becomes a little bit more of a counted-upon thing. The corner three-point shooting was so good for him last year. I feel like you get him a couple extra corner attempts a game just because Scotty Barnes is on the ball more or whomever else is on the ball more. I think that's going to get Pascal up over that 23-point-a-game mark for the first time and is going to push him over 36.6 combined or 36.5 combined points, rebounds, assists. So, Hall, we were both on the over. Are you making it unanimous or are you taking the under? I'm going to make it unanimous. It's going to be a clean sweep. I'm going to go over as well. Um, everything both of you guys said, I think one thing that stuck out to me the most was, um, and I think, Vivek, you were there in Victoria, if I'm not mistaken, during the practices and all that stuff that went down there. Um Ken Birch said about Pascal, this guy's one of the hardest working guys I've ever met in my entire life. He said something along the lines of, I don't even think he eats breakfast. I think he just immediately <laughs> just goes out there and just starts, you know, practicing. Um, last year, after last year, I watched Pascal Siakam and I was like, you know what? I, th I feel like Pascal's hit his ceiling, which is okay because his ceiling, uh, if you take it from last year, he's an all NBA player and he's an all-star. Um, but I don't know. I just can't count out a count out a guy that just works so incredibly hard and sets the standard for a team that works so incredibly hard. Um, so I'm going to take the easy over. It's an easy one for me. I like it. I uh, I think that's probably pretty chalk. I don't know. Yeah. It's nice to be optimistic about Pascal Siakam. It's also nice to know that we're all tied on the same number of points after one question. Regardless, that makes me feel pretty good as the guy who always loses his damn thing. All right, we go now to the number two over-under. OG Ananobi, points per game. I've set the over-under at 17.5. Last season, he averaged 17.1 points per game. I will put this to you, Sahal, first. Over or under 17 and a half a game for OG? Uh, I'm, uh, it's, it's tough because it's, that you know grimace, it's going to be that one of those. makes it so it, I know I set a good line. <laughs> it's, it's tough because you know it's going to be in that very specific range of 17 and a half. So hmm. um, I'm going to go under though for OG. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's just based off the fact that there are better weapons off of the bench this year. You're going to see the scoring more balanced off of the bench, um, which I think is going to cut into OG just a tiny bit. I think Pascal is going to have a better year in scoring. Um, I think Gary, there's a chance Gary also might have a better year in scoring. You can't really expect all the Raptors to stay healthy. And if one of these guys or two of these guys goes down, there's going to be some inflated scoring there. Um, so in that case, that's probably the only way I could see OG kind of just fluttering up to the high 17s or the low 18s. Um, but I'm going to go under just because I feel like there's a lot more um, basketball to go around. Fair enough. Vivek, where are you at? I'm going with the under as well. I think that uh, Sahal is on the money with uh, the touches being more spread out. And you look at Scotty Barnes maybe taking on a bigger role. You look at Otto Porter getting more looks, um, Thad Young being more involved, all of that. Uh, you know, Precious looking to make his own rise. I think the ball is going to be more spread and uh, OG might spend a bit of time, which maybe we're seeing a little bit in preseason as well, trying to figure out that pecking order, figure out where his opportunities are going to come from. 
That makes sense. Uh, that said, I'm breaking the trend here. I'm taking the over. I think OG is going to maybe not have that much of an uptick when it comes to his overall usage. I think there might be a slight uptick as they try to, you know, if there were any concerns about his role and getting him a little bit more involved, like maybe that is implemented a little bit here. I also just think he's going to be more efficient than he was last year. He was kind of middling when it came to his true shooting. And for the most part in his career, he's been like around or far better than 60% true shooting for his career. I expect a bounce back to that with just the ease of the looks I'm expecting he's going to get working off of Scotty and Pascal. And, and I think he's going to really kind of hit that sweet opportunist role where he's just going to have gifted buckets falling into his hand that he then yams in reverse fashion right underneath. Like, I, I think it's going to be a pretty efficient year for him. And I, so I could see a pretty big uptick in his scoring. Maybe not a huge uptick, but I do think there will be a noted uptick from the 17.1 last year. I'm taking the over. And that means uh, this is where the diversion begins. We go to the next one here. Just quickly, right. before we go to yeah. the next question, I think you've yeah. hit on, on an interesting point to watch with OG. Yeah. Part of why we saw... Uh, higher efficiency in previous seasons was because he was used uh, in a very specific way, right? Yeah. In, in terms of playing off of others. And last season we saw, you know, those post-up opportunities, those one-on-one -on -one opportunities. And so it's going to be a tricky balance. And it's like, yeah, you might get more efficiency, but that probably means his usage is down a bit as well. And so mm. uh, I think in terms of the scoring, that's going to be an interesting thing to look out for. Um, if he can, continue to get the post-up opportunities and maybe he's leveled up there over the off season and that type of stuff and improve one-on-one -on -one as well in terms of getting by guys and you pair that with the uh spot up opportunities that he had more of uh in previous seasons then i i think you know you might be looking good for the over I'm pretty bullish on there being a nice balance with OG this season. I don't want to spoil my response to a question we're going to get to later, but uh, we'll we'll get to that later. Uh, speaking of getting into it later, we'll get to the next question and a few more after that in just one second here. Before we do that, however, I do want to tell you about our dear friends over at Rocket Money. The other day, tried to cancel my Amazon Prime subscription because Thursday Night Football is just so, so bad. I can't stop watch, can't stand to watch it anymore, so I wanted to cancel it. But it's really difficult. You got to go through all these different hoops, and you got to call people. You got to wait on the line for online chats. It's very difficult to cancel subscriptions, but not with Rocket Money, formerly known as our pal's True Bill. Are you wasting money on subscriptions? You should not be doing that. Subscriptions are designed to keep on renewing until you have the foresight to get rid of them and then that's just going to cost you money for stuff that you don't want or need. This app allows you to have all your subscriptions in one place and cancel the ones you don't want to with one click. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't even know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged for something and they are here to help you with that to cancel a subscription. All you got to do is press cancel and Rocket Money will take care of the rest. Cancel unnecessary subscriptions with Rocket Money today. Go to rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Seriously, could save you hundreds of year that's rocketmoney.com slash locked on go check them out this is jake from locked on locked on has teamed up with state farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in nba history after beating the heat led by lebron james and Dwayne wade in 2011 dirk nowitzki won an nba title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time but there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support dirk all the way to a championship jj barea 
Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, we continue on here with your first listen of the day, digging into our sixth annual Locked On Over, Under, and Prop Spectacular. Two questions in the bag, seven left on this part, nine to come tomorrow as well. Let's get to question number three. Fred Van Vliet, catch-and-shoot attempts per game. Last year, he had 4.7 a game. I've set this year's over-under at 5.5. I will put it to you, Vivek, first. Over or under 5.5. You, go first, man. you haven't gone first shoots. yet. All right, fine. <laughs> I'll go first. I'm taking the over. I think Fred's going to play off ball a whole bunch, and he's going to be a monster. He's going to pour in triples like a madman, and it's going to be great. 5.5 feels like enough of a, a jump up from last year's. Uh, you know, there will be times where Fred's on the ball. That's just how it works. He's a point guard. It's not going to be like he's off the ball like Clay Thompson all the time, but I do think we'll see a pretty good uptick there. And I think everyone kind of realizes and agrees Fred Van Vliet with catch and shoot threes is a good thing for the Raptors offense and the health as a whole. So I'm taking the over here. Uh, Vivek, you can now go. (laughs) I'm with you, Sean. I'm taking the over as well. I think uh, the conversations that we've seen over the course of training camp and preseason lend towards that. Uh, what we talked about in terms of ball handling, uh, Siakam getting more opportunities, Barnes getting more opportunities, yeah. uh, Ananobi potentially getting more opportunities. Um, and heck, you look at the way Delano's playing as well. Maybe you get yes. some of those uh, opportunities where Fred's playing off ball there as well. So I think uh, Fred is going to have a good chunk of uh, – catch and shoot opportunities and will not need to do the heavy lifting that we saw in the first half of last season. Here's hoping. Sahal, you going with the over as well? Yeah, I am going for the over. And I was hoping Vivek would mention Delano Banton because I genuinely feel like he's earned a role on the team this year. And I think Mm. um, anytime you can get a guy like Fred, who I genuinely think um, if you kind of put him in a role where he's that off ball shooter and you're running these different sets for him, I think he's probably top 10 in the league um this guy is a guy that when he sets his shot almost you know never misses so um why not put him in a role where he doesn't have to use you know uh use up all that fatigue and by the end of the year we're looking at him we're seeing a very sluggish fred um and it helps as well because you know the raptors the the, one of the main storylines um at least raptors twitter i've seen has been talking about has been this backup point guard conundrum that's been going on um and i don't know if anyone's perfectly going to slot into that role um which will help fred out but i do think delano banton particularly has earned um at least an early shot from nick nurse um to be played quite a bit more so i'm going to take i'm going to go with you guys i'm going to take the over as well i think there's going to be a lot more opportunities for fred i do find it very cute that we're still talking about regular positions with this team as though they may <laughs> backup point guard yeah they don't care they, they don't care about your backup yeah. point guards or your traditional fives it's it's mushrooms basketball baby open your mind uh we're gonna go on now to the third fourth question we have on the list here scotty barnes assists per game last year he averaged three and a half i have set the over under this year at 4.5 point scotty feels like it might be a thing they're gonna try to get the ball in his hands a little bit 
I will go to you, Sahal, first on this one. You're taking the over or under on four and a half assists a game for our little Cherub King boy. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the over again. This is uh, I guess people are just gonna say we are super optimistic, or at least I am. Uh, I have to see what you guys do for this one as well. But I'm gonna take the over for Scotty. Um, and I think this is gonna be an easy over. I can see Scotty um in his second year getting to the five or six assist mark um it really just depends on i guess the situations he's put in nick nurse has talked about like vivek said has talked about during the offseason a lot about how he wants to get these guys in more more roles where they can you know their their playmaking skills can be accentuated a little bit more um so we'll see for scotty but i think i i believe in his skill um to to go downhill to create for other guys uh, i believe in that skill so much for scotty that i think four and a half um, we're going to be looking at that over under Sean three, four years from now, and we're going to be laughing at it. Mm-hmm. Probably. I would. I don't think that's crazy. A few years from now, for sure. Uh, personally, I'm taking the under myself. Um, okay. I, yeah, I, I think from the preseason, I look. I am so high on Scotty Barnes, ridiculously high on Scotty Barnes. I also think in his second season, there's a chance that he doesn't quite look as amazing as everybody wants him to, and also that the point guard stuff takes some time to come along. We've seen it in the preseason. He kind of looks a little bit like he's figuring out the angles and the passing lanes when he kind of gets into close quarters, and that's stuff that's going to take time. I also think Pascal is going to have the ball a lot. I think OG is going to be given agency quite a bit more than he has been in the past, and I think Scotty is going to be asked to play as like a nominal center quite a bit too, especially in that small starting five we saw it in that bulls game where he's you know they basically spammed scotty pick and roll and it was awesome i had a great time watching it but that's not going to lend itself to a ton of assists i think the line is very close like i could see him getting like 4.2 4.3 but i think it's going to be still a smidge under four and a half because i think pascal's going over that number i think fred's going over that number still and there's only so many assists to go around on a team that doesn't really do assists all that well so i'm going to say under you took the over right sahal uh vivek where are you i'm going with the under as well like you sean great i'm minds, very baby. high great on minds. <laughs> <laughs> not to say yours isn't great also sahal it's just less great right now than ours <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think, Scotty, it's going to be close. I, I think making the leap from three and a half to over four and a half is, is a big one. And so I think he might end up just slightly short um, or thereabouts. I think it'll be uh, strong growth if he just gets anywhere over four. And so, mm. uh, you know, to your point, uh, the Raptors offense as a whole doesn't lend to a lot of assists to go around. And so if you've got pascal getting his and fred getting his um you know how much is left over for scotty will be interesting to see uh and then you know one thing that i think might have been a bit sneaky with scotty last season as well is a lot of his great passes were for Mm -hmm. interior finishes and a lot of times players are getting fouled on those and so not at the point yet where you're getting assists on those free throws we should be. That should be a thing. <laughs> what are we doing? Come on, NBA. Pad them yeah. stats. <laughs> and and I and again to your point, Sean. It's like Scotty is a really great playmaker uh, in transition, mm. and there's still some growth that needs to be had uh, in the half court. So uh, you know, I think from that standpoint, he'll still be growing in that area in this second season, and so he, I think he might fall just a little bit short. 
Raptors fans got to prepare themselves for the fact that Scotty Barnes might not be LeBron James right away. And <laughs> that's all right. Uh, it's going to take some time, but guess what? They got plenty of time. Uh, let's go to the next one here. Gary Trent Jr., 30-plus point games. We know the man can get himself some buckets. Last year, he scored 10 times 30 points or more. I have set the over-under at a tidy 9.5. Uh, we will go with Vivek first on this one. What do you got? Over-under 9.5, 30-point games for old GTJ. I would like some clarification on this question. I would like to uh, know. <laughs> I see where if you're going with this if... one. If it's 30 plus point games as a Raptor specifically. Oh, no, let's wow. just say over the course of oh. the full season, the full season of Gary Trent Jr., you know, the first 50 or so games with the Raptors and the final 30 or so games with, I don't know, the the, the Chicago Bulls or something after the Zach Levine trade that's forthcoming. <laughs> Who's to say? But I hate you uh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll go full season because oh, yeah, we can't predict he's going to get traded, even though I think it might happen. Shout out to Eric Kareen for just call him like it is in his piece today, to his 15 yeah. predictions. Uh, but yeah, we'll go full season. What you got? I am going to go with the under. Okay. I think that there's, uh, again, uh, there's going to be a lot of mouths to be fed on this Raptors team. And. Uh, you know, I do think when Otto Porter Jr. is healthy, he's going to get a ton of three-point looks. Um, and I think that the overall offense will look a bit more balanced. And so, you know, Gary will see a good chunk of games in the in the 20s. Uh, mm -hmm. But the 30-plus, it's going to take some injuries. I'm pretty sure, you know, when he went on that streak last season, um, that 30-point streak, Uh, there were a few guys missing. So I, yeah. I, unless something like that happens, um, I will take the under for this season. It is worth noting that, uh, what was it, 50% of his 30-point games came over the course of a week last year. So mm -hmm. uh, it's it's tricky. Where are you going with this, Sahal? This one's pretty easy for me. I'm going to go under as well. Um, okay. I just I just don't think uh, Gary can get there. There's there's I can see maybe four, maybe five, thirty plus point games. I think the Raptors have been pretty unlucky, and I'm bringing it back to injuries. I just don't think they suffer as many injuries as they have the last few years. I think the Raptors have been one of the most unlucky teams when it comes to injuries. We've seen it during the COVID year; they had their whole team out um, last year as well. They suffered from injuries. Um, guys started slowing down with the high minute counts. Mm -hmm. I just I don't see Gary getting opportunities to to get that many shots up and i know all the gary trent jr fans out there are laughing at me because it doesn't matter no one can really stop gary trent jr when he has the ball in his hands like he's probably going to put that shot up but mm -hmm. um i think he's in the four or five possibly six range in terms of 30 plus point games and Vivek, that's a funny joke because i'm a gary trent jr fan and i don't appreciate that no, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a joke man he might get traded he might he get might, traded might, it's just the might. way like he's on yeah. an expiring contract and the raptors yeah. have a way of uh you know they've done they did this exact thing with norman powell where they yeah. kicked the can down the road with a younger player and i could totally see that happening with Gary Trent Jr. Um, so look, I'm torn here because I agree it's probably the under, but in the interest of strategy, I'm going to take the over on this one. And here's my case for it. I agree. Gary is probably going to have a less of a prominent role this season. I think at some point he probably gets moved to the bench as they realize pressures that she was starting is the way to go forward. Uh, and everyone loves that. And so there's going to be less opportunity. That said, 
If Gary Trent Jr. is coming off the bench, there will be plenty of opportunities for him to go full gunner mode and have random nights where he walks into 30 points just because he's on a heater. You also couple the fact that if he does get traded, he's probably getting traded to a team where he's going to get to go batshit crazy in the back part of the season. And I could see him putting up crazy numbers for a terrible team to close the year if there is a trade to be had. And so I will go with the over, even if I don't totally believe it, it will score me a point against you guys if he does in fact score, uh, if he does do it. And uh, that gets you points and wins in this damn uh whatever we're doing here the 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 whole constructs of the game we've we've created um let's go last one here before another quick break total minutes played this is an either or question who will play more minutes thad young or otto porter jr so hall i will let you go first here um i'm gonna go otto porter jr okay Um, and i think there's i think there's gonna be a little bit of a sizable difference just because otto can afford you incredible spot-up three-point shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a bigger guy as a, as a swingman. He's a much bigger guy. You could throw him on a five or every couple plays when he's in. You could put him on a four. You could put him on a three. Um, he's just going to give Nick Nurse a lot of um, kind of leeway to, to really just throw Otto Porter around and tell him, hey, your role's very, very, very specific on offense. Just stretch the floor with us. Hit us with a couple cuts here and there. Um, but essentially just let the the more prominent players kind of do their thing. And I think Otto's fine with that. I think mm-hmm. um, this is why I was so happy with this with this signing for the Toronto Raptors. I think it's just a perfect signing for what Nick Nurse wants to do. He fits in um, to their system, kind of like to their ethos of, of what the Raptors do. Um, so I'm going to go Otto Porter. And I, and I think I think Thad's going to get some opportunity, especially early in the season, because he played uh, well for Nick Nurse at the end of last year, um, right after that trade. But um I do think Otto just just will offer more to Nick Nurse, and he's he'll realize that very soon. Big V, what about you? I'm gonna go with that. All I right. think uh, I love what Otto Porter Jr. brings to the table. I think he's a much needed addition, but I just have doubts about his health, and yeah. I don't think we're gonna see him in. Uh, I think he's gonna sit, you know, one side of a back to back pretty much for the entire season. I think uh, the fact that he's already um, missed pretty much the entire preseason uh, isn't encouraging. And so I think that Thad will end up with more minutes, but it might be interesting to view from like a minutes per game perspective. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I think there's a good case for both. I'm also going to go Otto Porter Jr. here just because I think there's more of a chance that Thad – becomes a DNPCD guy than Otto Porter if both are healthy. I, I, I'm baking in that Porter's going to miss 25 games or something like that, probably. But I also think there's a world in which, you know, the, this team is testing the limits of how many dudes the exact same size can you have on the floor where none of them can really shoot. And I kind of think if there is going to be an odd man out, I don't think it's going to be Precious. don't think it's going to be Boucher. I don't think it's going to be Porter because of three-point shooting. And if like a Banton finds himself in the rotation or they just kind of trim things down to eight, I feel like Thad's the odd man out in that situation. And so as the rotation evolves, I could see there being stretches of the year where Thad finds himself DNPCD'd pretty regularly, and that will hurt the minutes total. I don't know how likely it is, but I'm just kind of going off of potential outcomes here. And it's a matter of, 
the sort of I, I think Otto Porter when he plays is going to play a lot because I think he's going to be in part of their best lineups in a lot of the time right like I think he's going to swap in and play with starter heavy lineups and those are going to crush I think he's going to play with bench lineups those are going to be good just because his shooting so valuable so because of that I'm going auto here but I think it's a compelling case either way we're going to continue on in just one second we're going to round it out with the final three over-unders or either-ors or whatever prop bets that we have for the first part of our annual over-under spectacular. We'll get to that in just one sec, but first I want to tell you about our friends over at betonline.net who have supplied some of the lines here for this year's podcast, and they are, of course, giving you all the information you need for your football betting info. You've got everything from injury reports, news, podcasts, in-depth articles, and analysis telling you all of the things you need to know about the NFL, like don't bet money on the New York Jets and other common things like that, and obviously some more difficult things like who should you throw your money on between games between good teams and things like that. It's the fastest, easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and sports. You've got the MLB playoffs going on, NHL, NBA season starting up, MMA, boxing, and golf. It's all there for you. Become the informed wager. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we continue on here, rounding out part one of our over-under spectacular, the sixth edition of it here on Locked on Raptors, as we are all very old. Uh, Let's go to the seventh question on the first half of our list of questions. This one is another minutes either or. Who plays more total minutes between Gary Trent Jr. and Precious Achua? I'll go first on this one. I'm going to go Precious just by a smidge. I think both are going to probably play around 30 minutes a game. But I just think Precious at some point is going to barge his way into the starting five. It will be undeniable that he's got to be in there and he's going to close games. His defense is just going to be too bloody valuable. I'm taking Precious, even though I think there's a world in which, you know, things don't go as swimmingly as we expect they're going to go with Precious. And maybe he kind of finds himself in the doghouse sometimes. But I'm going to go Precious here. Uh, Vivek, who you got here? I'm going to go Gary. All right. I uh, I was hoping that Precious would be the starter at this point already. The mm. fact that that hasn't happened uh, shows that I think Nick genuinely believes that that starting five is the best five that he has. And mm-hmm. let's face it, we talk a lot about how, you know, we kind of want to bring down uh, general expectations on Scotty and not sort of set him up for, uh, you know, these huge expectations and p- potentially failing them. Um, I think we have to be mindful of that a little bit with Precious as well. And, sure. Uh, he went on this amazing tear. Uh, to finish the season uh, last season. And I think he's going to be really good this season. But uh, I think his offense still has a ways to go. I mean, especially uh, as a finisher around the basket, you know, if he can level up, uh, you know, as a roller to the basket, then I think that's going to be huge for the Raptors. Uh, The three-point shooting, we'll see how that comes along. But I think, Gary, you know what you're going to get. And so I think that's what Nick likes about him. And so he's going to get that opportunity to start. And 
we have no idea when that might change. So I'll roll with Gary, especially if he does get traded eventually and then is gunning and getting all the minutes he can uh, on a <laughs> terrible team. There you go. Uh, not bad. Sahal, how are you going with this one? I'm going to pull a Vivek. I'm going to say, um, can I have some clarification on if this means, you know, are we going to count Gary Trent Jr.'s minutes um, on another team, minutes yeah. per game? We will. We will. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll um, make in, because we, it can go either way, right? I'm not saying it's guaranteed he's getting traded or anything like that. It's yeah, we're not possibly saying plays the right of the year out. So, um, yeah. I just wanted to. I just wanted to use you know the Vivek card really quickly. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Gary as well. And this is not, I think, um, a shot at at Precious at all. Um, I think Vivek put it perfectly when he said, you know, they know exactly who Gary Trent Jr. is, and Precious is still uh, in that development stage where he he's not even close to his ceiling yet. So he still has some kinks to work out in his game, and I think those kinks are gonna come in the form of mistakes here and there for Precious, and that's okay. Because mm-hmm. you know, naturally, younger players are go- going to make, uh, going to be prone to be making more mistakes than than some of the older vets, right? And that's not to say Gary Trent Jr. is some really old guy. Because sometimes I forget that this guy. I think he's twenty three or something like that. He's like, very, very young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you watch him and you think, okay, this guy's probably twenty seven, twenty eight. He's not. So, um, mm-hmm. but he's he's been in the league for quite a while. He's been in the playoffs. He's 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 guarded guys like LeBron in the in the in the in the, in the bubble so he's been there kind of done that so far for a 23 24 year old for Gary Trent Jr um which is why I think when it really comes down to it Nick Nurse is going to go um we need Gary in in crucial points of the game and I think there's going to be a small small uh difference I don't think it's going to be massive I could see Gary maybe at 30 31 minutes per game Precious maybe at 28 29 it's, it's not going to be a massive massive difference yeah, I think it's going to be close. Uh, lots of disagreement. This is great. This is probably going to really benefit the deck <laughs> yeah. somehow, but uh, <laughs> there's lots of disagreement. It's good. Uh, we got two more left here. The, the last two, by the way, have multiple potential answers. It's not just an either or or an over or an under. So the second to last one is who leads the Toronto Raptors in total steals this season last year gary trent jr led the way with 122 in 70 games fred van vliet had 111 pascal at 85 scotty at 80 og had 71 in 48 games uh i'll go with uh vivek first here who you got this is such an interesting one because the x factor is how many of Fred steals are the NBA gonna put the NBA gonna put down with blocks? Yeah, if we if we account for blocks, Fred had 35 of those last year, <laughs> of which 33 were actually steals, probably. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> but having said that, I'm gonna go with Fred. Um I am going to be a fool and trust Nick when he says that he will play Fred less. Mm-hmm. And I think that will uh portend to him playing out the whole season with uh you know consistency high level consistency and so i'll put him as the seals leader right on sahal what about you uh i'm gonna go i think there's really only two two guys that you know in terms of gary chen jr that really have an opportunity to to go for this i think some there's gonna be guys who kind of that um increase like Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam, possibly guys like Precious. Um, but I'm going to go Gary. I'm going to go Gary Trent Jr. I think, if I'm not mistaken, he led the team, I think, with 122 steals um, yes. last season. Fred was right underneath. 
Um, I'm looking at it now, 111 steals. So um, I'm going to say that Gary's role stays pretty similar to last season. And and Vivek, I'm I'm sorry, man. I just I don't trust Nick Nurse that you know Fred's minutes or his, you his time on the court's gonna gonna decrease. I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I just don't think it's gonna happen. Um, <laughs> uh, so I do think Fred gets very close. Um, but I do. I'm I'm gonna go with Gary. I'm gonna go with Gary. We got three different answers for this one. I'm taking OG Ananobi. Uh, 71 right. last year in 48 games. I think he's going to have a monster defensive season. I think he's going to be jumping passing lanes like a maniac, poking the ball out of people's hands like a maniac. Uh, if you go per game last year, it was 1.7 for both Fred and Gary and 1.5 for OG. So he's not far off on a per game pace already. And I'm just, I think I'm very high on OG Ananobi this season is what I'm learning as we get into the year. And I think the defense is going to be worthy of the all defense team he should have made two years ago. So I'm going to go OG here by the narrowest of margins, but I think he's going to do it. And that brings us to the final question of the first part of our over-unders and prop spectacular. Who will be the second leading scorer on the Toronto Raptors this season? We will begin with Sahal Abdi, of course, uh, last year, was it Fred? I think it was Fred, if I'm not mistaken, uh, on a per-game basis. That's what we're going for. It's not just total points. We'll go per game. And the, yeah, it's correct. Fred, 20.3 points per game last year was number two on the team. I will turn this over to you, Sahal. Who's going to be the number two scorer on the Raptors this year? I'm actually going to, I'm going to stick with Fred. I'm, I think All it's right. going to be Fred, Fred again. Um, and I do think a lot of that is going to have to do with him staying around that same 20-point-per-game um, but he's going to do it differently. Like we said, he's going to be off ball a lot more. And him mm -hmm. playing that off ball role, I think, is going to um, increase his efficiency a lot more. Like I said, Fred, as a spot up shooter, is is incredible. I think when you ask him to do too much off the dribble, too much in terms of play initiation, I don't think, you know, you might see some of Fred, his, his dark side come in where he kind of over dribbles a little bit. Um, but I think, Fred, if you get him into that role, um, almost like, if you guys remember that 2019 championship year where mm -hmm. he would come off the bench and he would have a very specific role, but I think it's just going to be a larger, more starter uh, friendly role where he's going to be doing a lot, a lot of the more same things. And you don't need, again, you don't need Fred to, to bring up the ball 60%, 70% of possessions when you have guys like Scotty Pascal, there's so many other guys. So um, I do think the efficiency is going to help his numbers. Um, kind of stay the same a lot of people think off ball immediately means your numbers are going to drop i don't think so um so uh but we'll see honestly we'll see because at this point nick nurse is saying one thing and then we might just see the, the exact same role from fred <laughs> this upcoming season but um i just don't think gary um can do enough to really just surpass fred in the, on, on that note um and I'm, and I'm high on og like every single off season but i don't know like from what i've seen so far in the preseason it seems like there's there's a little bit of a of a hierarchy in terms of who's going to get the ball and, and when, in terms, of, especially when the game starts. Um, so I'm going to go Fred pretty confidently. Um, and I'm sorry to all the Scotty Barnes, uh, LeBron James <laughs> comparison loving people. <laughs> I like it. Uh, it's not my pick. I'm going 
Guess who, baby? OG Ananobi. He's doing it. This is the year. It's happening. The breakout. Look, it's not going to be like uh, he's averaging 25 a game and is like a clear all-star type breakout. I just think he's going to be really freaking good and efficient. I think he's going to come in around like 19 and a half a game, maybe flirt with 20. And I think that's going to be good enough for second on a team that will be very balanced. I think we'll see a slight uptick from Scotty up to around 17 or so. I think we'll see Fred drop back to around 16 or so as he takes on more of a, of a sort of a backseat role. I think we could see a very similar thing to what we saw with Kyle Lowry at times, right? Where the team needed him to play a certain way and that led to him dropping off in numbers at certain times. I think we'll see that from Fred. And I think Gary's also going to have a slight drop off as well from where he was last year, just as his role evolves. Precious will get his name into the conversation a little more often. Um, I'm going OG as the number two scorer on this Raptors team. Vivek, where are you going? I'm I'm rolling with Fred. I think All right. he is the second best scorer on the team. I think they're going to need him to do a ton of scoring, um, especially the value he brings as a three-point shooter. Those catch-and-shoots, as we discussed, are going to be up. So I think his scoring is going to be right around the same level. So uh, OG, Gary, Scotty, I think they will be close. Um, I think it'll be interesting. I think this is probably a category that's pretty wide open in terms of, you know, who's going to battle for it. But I'll I'll roll with Fred. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of part one of the Over-Under Spectacular. We'll be back tomorrow with part two as we dig into such questions as who would lead the team in dunks? And what will the Raptors' record be against the Eastern Conference? Those and so many more. Uh, We'll save all the plugs for tomorrow. But in the meantime, go check out Vivek, Raptors.com, at Vivek and Jacob on Twitter. Sahal over at Raptors Republic doing the wrap-up podcast after games at Sahal Abdi on Twitter. Go support Raptors Republic, our pals over there. They're a subscriber-based thing now. So go throw your shekels their way because they deserve it. They're fantastic, even if Sahal has a terrible taste in picks. Uh, (laughs) With that, we will round it out. We'll talk to you again tomorrow with part two of the sixth annual locked on Raptors over under props and over under in prop spectacular and never get better at saying it because I'm bad at speaking words despite it being Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.